We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. One of the things that, you know how you kind of do things like automatically? Like what? Like, you know how like when you walk through a door and you lock it behind you? Yes, I've been locked out many a time yeah. by my husband. Yeah, that's what I do to Lou like all the time. <laughs> You're just being safe. God, and you don't want to let that in your house. <laughs> danger, danger. <laughs> uh, yeah, and my, my husband also turns lights off when I'm still in the room. What? He's just conserving energy, I guess. Why? Oh, because it's light enough? He, no, no, he just, he, it's all, so automatic that he has to turn it back on because I'm in the room. He's mm. like, oh, sorry. So that's what I, Weird. when you talk automatic, that's the sort of thing he does. Yeah. I think Dad's talked about it on um, Wozcast, but one of the things that he grew up with was that he grew up with DC power. Because they had their own hydroelectricity at the farm. Oh. Yeah, very cool. Very. Um, the original green man, don't get him talking about <laughs> greens now. I know, but- it'll be like uh, me talking about the garden. I'd never shut up. <laughs> yeah. No, you can talk about the garden as long as you want. But um, So they used to have um, direct current. It was an alternating current. And so you had to have a certain amount of stuff on all the time. Oh. Um, so you... Because um, it's a constant flow, it's not alternating, so you don't have the luxury of being able to turn all of the things off. Otherwise, I guess things go boom. I don't know what the consequences are. <laughs> I have no idea. And so um, when my mum, because uh, that was the house that dad grew up in, and so mum and dad bought the farm, I think with my aunt and uncle, and my aunt and uncle lived down the cottage and mum and dad had the house, and dad used to follow mum round as she left rooms and switched the lights back on. <laughs> but then when they moved to a different house at a different farm, they had the opposite. So it would be mum walking around behind dad turning off all the lights <laughs> that he was leaving on. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I, I just love the idea of that, that <laughs> just it's just like a small cultural difference. I mean, they, they grew up like – 50 kilometers away from each other and it was I didn't just- even realize that you could have like direct current but I guess I'm I'm don't live in I've never lived in a farming community where you would have yeah I, gu- I guess it's because they're producing it themselves I'm not even sure how they turn it into alternating current I guess um thank you synergy energy and um and western power you guys do a great job and congratulations we don't have to think about it yeah and <laughs> just turn uh, off the light thank you to Nikola Tesla Oh, yes, of course. Who is the god of AC. Do you watch Doctor Edison Who? Edison is DC. Um, do I? No, I don't. Oh, there's some great episodes with Tesla in it. Really? Yeah. I, I do like a bit of Tesla. Yeah. Mm, yep. I think about David Bowie playing Tesla in The Illusionist. Ah, yes. So I love that movie. This I is not a, this is so not a movie yeah, I know. podcast. I have to <laughs> Save stop. Save the Tangent City. I know. <laughs> You're scripted. listening to Not Dead Yet, by the way. Yeah. And with of Kat course, and Rach. Yeah. Rachel's over there. You're over there. It's great. One, two, two and a half metres distance maybe. Your metres are way off. I think it's probably about 1.7. I think I could probably just lie in between our distance. Yeah, well, you're tall, so but you're not two and a half metres tall. You're no. quite right. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. see your point. <laughs> I see your point there. Well, because, like, did you know that your if you put your arms out to your side, fingertips to fingertips is how tall you are? Yeah. So I, I do like that's that. That's how tall you are. So that's how you can work out whether someone's like messed with the whole thing when you're getting measured. You had know like people have a door that they get measured against. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like you, you tilted the book. Oh, see, I don't. I oh, I see what you're talking about. Mm. Um, yeah. So last night, um, talking about. It, so I'm relatively flexible, and I was like showing I I can like reach my feet, and I think I don't know if it's because I'm shorter. I'm just flexible. So we started talking about. Um, I said to Bryce, do you think he could kiss your own feet? He definitely can because he's three and a half. So, um, yeah, we demonstrated how we... Bending your legs or... Yeah, like... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, not with my head to my... (laughs) I was just like going, wow, you are flexible, Yeah, I can flex my (laughs) neck as well and extend it like a giraffe. (laughs) But we were trying to get him to put his uh, leg behind his head yesterday because... Entertainment, you know? Yeah, I suppose. Um, well, they're flexible. Mm, 
it didn't work, but I, I don't know why I decided to talk about that. <laughs> there was anyway, probably a reason. No. Fun things that you do on lockdown. I, yeah, yeah. Let's see how flexible my child is. I can touch my toes. Can you? <laughs> I can kiss my toes. Can you? I cannot put my leg around my uh, head. Yeah, anyway, no, I've never had that capacity. I, I don't think I've ever had that capacity either. Chris reckons he did. I wow. can't imagine that now because he's not very flexible now. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing that you do where you um, like you sit in that kind of like lotus position? Oh, you yeah. Fold your, fold your feet up. Uh-huh. Um, me and my cousin used to be able to do that and then walk on our knees. <laughs> did you used to do that? I don't think I've – I don't know if I've ever been able to get – the other leg comfortably on top. I can always do one of them, but I think um, I don't even know that I could do it now. No, nah, don't <laughs> think so. Just oh, sometimes. Um, there we go. Oh, nice. Has to, but it hurts. <laughs> like yeah, I've just done. <laughs> like, that's enough. I'm enough old. Of that. Oh, both old man. Oh, um, I've decided because. I'm wondering whether we're not going to be able to travel next year. And oh. so with it being our 40th, oh, yeah. I think I'm going to do what Eugene did and just delay it by a year. He he decided he wouldn't turn 40 until his leg was healed. Yeah. And so I think I might do the same thing. I'm not turning 40 until it's safe to travel. Yeah. I can't believe that's happening next year. And I we wanted to travel. Like that's mm. the whole – We've been looking forward to it Yeah, and trying to think about can we afford to go to Japan? Um, probably not, but because <laughs> Japan's can anyone? really expensive. Um, plus, once you're there, you want to do everything. Oh, yeah. That's the expensive thing. Oh, you thing. have to do like the Harry <clears throat> Potter world and um, not Harry Potter world, sorry, Universal. Like oh, the Harry right. Potter land. And I probably Lego would have land. to do that because I've not had that experience yet. So I probably would, but I also – I want to go down to um, Kyoto and, and I want to see Mount Fuji and like I want to do all the things mm-hmm. and all the things cost money. All the things do cost money. There's some cheap things that you can do. Like you can jump on a train pretty easily from Tokyo and we actually – I did some research about where the best vantage point was to see Mount Fuji. So we went down to this place called Gatemba and that was going to t- tick two boxes for us. We were going to actually go to a distillery and we could see Mount Fuji. And we went down, cherry blossoms and bloom, wow. very pretty. And we, I'd, I'd done a little bit of research that included that one of the best vantage points was actually the outlet shopping center. Because <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, like when you have a shopping center in Australia and it's all inside, mm. this was kind of like a outside-based one. So yeah. it had groups of shops. It's kind of hard to they, describe. No, I think I know what you mean because they had them – when I worked at camp, we had one up the road. It was an outlet mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they – literally, it's outside. Yeah. So, all of the shops are on the outside and you walk around. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all part of the same yeah. precinct. Yeah. Yeah. And they were right. The view of Fuji from there was outstanding. It See, really was. research helps, doesn't yeah. it? And don't 100%. let anyone tell you you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and you show them the picture and you're like, isn't it beautiful? And everyone's like, it's so amazing. And then you don't tell them, oh, yeah, I took it from a car park. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the best photos of Stonehenge that I got were just dri- driving down the, is it the A yes. A3 or the A5 know. or something like that? Called, oh, A30, I don't I'm know. I'm looking at your Stonehenge, one of your Stonehenge oh. pictures right now, actually. I was looking at all your little pictures up there while, while we were recording the last show. And I keep trying to figure out, um, so just left of Stonehenge, what the building is uh that's a distillery i think it's lefroig um i'd probably actually just have to get a little bit closer to it because the I, eyes are failing <laughs> i took a picture because we drank alcohol there and i love alcohol uh, distilleries i love that one of them is just like like Guinness. a bull and it's ah. another distillery yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean i took it because dad is a mad Lagavulin fan mm. so i couldn't not take a photo it was amazing it was like being in his church <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But, yes, I appreciate that you've got Guinness as one of, like, Guinness needs a picture of its own. I um, am not a fan of Guinness. You can see it, can't you? Like, yeah. that I'm actually looking at it. It's like a great big picture. I'm there. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. it was in the Guinness factory. I, I thought that was Lewis holding, <laughs> holding a Guinness saying, look, check out my Guinness. <laughs> no, that's my red hair, not his brown thumb. Oh, um, well, we already know my eyesight's pretty poor, so <laughs> there's your proof. Top left, butterbeer. 
Top, top left, top left. Oh, oh, right. Yep, yep, yep. All I can see is a barrel and a hand (laughs) being lifted up. There's a reason why I have glasses, my friends. Oh, look, he's can squinting you see away. Me? I, I should know. take a photo. It's not attractive. It's, I know. <laughs> this is why I have so many wrinkles between my eyebrows. You do not have wrinkles. Because I I do a lot of this Oh, yeah, business. when you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when my colleagues this. used to walk past my desk and say, dude, put your freaking glasses on. <laughs> You're squinting again. I'll be, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Because I don't, I don't need them gen- generally. Like, I can drive without them. I can. Oh, bless. Do all that kind of thing, so I'm I'm kind of lucky. <laughs> what are you doing? Get my glasses so I can bloody see something. <laughs> okay, fair call. And um, so yes, I I kind of forget to put them on sometimes, but it's that eye fatigue kind of thing with me. Yeah, yeah. yep. I, I mean, um, I go for days without wearing them, and it's just there we go. I, I, I love how you've got a bottle of wine in your handbag. Well, we were gonna drink it, and we decided not to, <laughs> oh, so we're drinking funny. champagne instead. So here's my um. Oh, Distance glasses. glasses. There we go. I still can't see you in that picture. <laughs> so that didn't we'll get work you closer at all. later. No, and then I've got the you know computer glasses. So yeah, I'm one of those people who has multiples. Yeah, well, it's probably better than doing the multifocals. Oh, because I can't. I hear they that, make me like dizzy. Yeah, and it's difficult to get used to, and you've got to do the weird, hi- weird uh-huh. hi- head tilt to be able to see stuff. And then on top of that, they cost a smegging fortune. I did try them once for six months and they just didn't – I just kept getting really dizzy. Oh, I'm wow. like, you know what, let's just – we'll just buy two pairs of glasses. I wonder whether – because I've got a friend that, um, you know, died. She was going through like a bit of a dizzy thing and one of the things that she was looking at with her was her eyes. So I must find out how she's going with that. Oh, might yeah, it might be. Might have been a prescription thing. Yeah. Possibly. I, I get random dizziness all the time, but I think most of it's from low blood pressure. Ah. <laughs> we were working out the other day and we were doing something where we were on the ground and then having to get up and do something and then go back on the ground and do something. And halfway through, I had to stop because I was like falling about and then I'm like, I'm just, just going to sit down now because I might vomit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably a good time to stop. <laughs> <laughs> just take a bit of a break Those and then get bloody, back into like, it. bloody like leg climbers, not leg climbers, mountain climbers. Mountain climbers? Do tell. Them. Oh, you don't know what a mountain climber is? Uh, so you get in the plank position and yeah. then you lift your knees basically to your chest one at a time. Um, so and plank you have to make sure. on your elbows or plank uh, on your hands? Plank on your hands, so okay. bridge, yeah, I yeah. guess. I and don't know what the difference is. You can do either, but most people do it from their hands. It's, mm. It makes more sense, but wow. it's, it's not easy. And then you can do Spider-Mans where you have the knees going outside of the – Yeah, I've seen those ones. Mm. So I have done them. <laughs> mountain climber is basically the same except you're going underneath your body and they are hard. Wow. So, um, Yeah. Wow. I'm enjoying I zooming um, my trainers. It's very cool. I was going to say, cool. like, you've actually really done well because one of the things with when things, because obviously we're in the middle of lockdown fun times, um, although we're not, um, things no. have been a little bit relaxed in WA, which is why you're here. Yes. In person. I almost cried when I got here. I was so <laughs> I was excited. Just like, I was just like, that's Rachel. <laughs> and, um, and so – but there's still like, you know, things aren't open yeah. and, you know, we can't do certain things. And one of them for me that's been hardest is not being able to go to the gym. Mm. It was so much part of my day. So not only did I have to start working from home, I also lost my gym. And one of the things that I'm freaking grateful for is the dude who's outside watching stuff yeah. on YouTube or whatever he's doing while <laughs> we record this because he started going on these long walks. And oh, so yeah. That's been pretty much the only thing that's been getting me out to do house. any exercise. Yeah. Well, and out of the house as well. And so um, that has been pretty incredible. Um, and we've seen some, like, gorgeous views. Like, we leave here at about quarter past five in the morning. Well, that's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we get down. Because you've the- got to go to work. I understand. It's <laughs> we okay. get down to the river. Well, not down to the river, but we get down to – the place that we like to stop for a moment and enjoy the view mm. of the river because it's quite an open space, um, usually about six o'clock, and then we make it back and have some brekkie and then head off to work. Oh, that's head off to the room just there. Yeah, well, Lewis actually has to go to work, so oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. so a bit different for him. Um, that's it's so nice to go for a walk, and mm. I'm lucky in the area that I'm in that we have quite a lot of really nice walking trails. We've mm. got some beautiful birds and um. 
my dad's moved into us uh, in with us to take care of my son and so he's enjoying those walks as well nice. there's a lot of nature walks around us which is really really good but um yeah i have been zooming with trainers that i used to see many years ago before mm. bryce was born but since then i've kind of been just going to the gym sporadically and i think you're either a gym junkie or you're not and I like the gym, but I feel like I get so much more out of a group class um, and and that particular group You're a pretty itself. social animal. I am a pretty social animal. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give them a shout-out because I love them. They should. Um, Fitness Revolution. They're based in Bassendine, mm-hmm. and um, they've really rolled with the punches getting the Zoom operated. Um, so now I get to do multiple classes during the week. It's and you work just as hard as you would if you were in the room with them because they oh. let everyone come and get um, one piece of equipment, mm-hmm. uh, so like a, a weight. So they've been changing up things so that, um, you know, they can individualise. You know, if you've got a lighter weight, you do the row slower or whatever. Nice. But they're making things really fun, which is why I used to like them in the first place because things – if you didn't go, you felt like you got FOMO, like mm. you are going to miss out on some fun. Yeah. So um, – the exercise is still really hard, but um, it, it's the community vibe that you get. And yeah. like last Saturday, uh, our warm up was done by uh, Sandy and Danny uh, from Greece. <laughs> so, oh, God, um, that's so cool. So they dressed up and uh, did the one that I want, and we all had to dance. There was a, another warm up afterwards, but you know. And, they, and then they go off, off screen and then they're like, sorry, sorry, we're late. So apparently we missed some something. So <laughs> it's adorable. They are. And we had like a Zoom drink night and there's, you're like, they're doing online challenges like mm. creating, last week's was creating um, uh, an exercise with equipment that's not traditional equipment. So I used cushions and I did skaters on the floor using the oh, cushions. Oh, nice. So, you know, bit of yeah. fun. Yeah, because you could do like, you know, those like inchworm kind of things that you'd usually do with a Scotty disc. Um, I don't know what a Scotty disc is. It's just a round um, piece of wood. Oh, yeah. okay. And um, you usually use that to sort of do the movement, so you like pulling yourself up into yeah. that sort of inchworm kind of thing. Um, so, oh, wow, that's yeah. really cool. I'm Just glad fun. that they're being I – mean, I knew that they were creative and fun from when you used to go along to their classes, but I like that they've actually continued that into the Zoom stuff. Yeah, it, it says a lot about a, a company where – like I, we've been seeing them since like 2011 or something mm. like that, and – like it takes Chris 45 minutes to get to their class on a Monday. He just does the one. So it's an hour and a half round trip and he will still go yeah. because it, they do make it fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, Fitness Revolution, if you need a, um, a – if you're not into tra- traditional gyms and you prefer group training, that's my suggestion, especially if you live around the Bassendine, Belmont, that kind of area. Mm. Um, but they are looking at still continuing on with some of the Zoom stuff while um, when they go back to normalcy so that people who can't get there, people like me who I've got a child at home so it's very hard for me to leave the house. Yeah. I can still participate and, I mean, I get the, the added challenge of, of like, you know, doing a bridge with my son laying on my back. So. <laughs> That's cute. So anyway. I like the way that they personalize it. It it does sound like it's it's a really good way of, of getting fit. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they, keeping those endorphins running and stuff like yeah. that at this time where I don't know about you, but for me working from home, the biggest challenge is being not so much it's been being in a smaller space and mm. not so much being enclosed, but if I want to go to the loo at work, it, my desk to the bathroom is probably like a two – no, it's probably not a two-minute walk, but it's it's decent right down the other end of the building. Yeah. And so it's a decent walk. So you stretch your legs and then you get the walk back and you might go to the kitchen on the way back or something like that. Yeah. Um, when the desk was in its original spot – to go get a drink of water because that's one of the things I do it's during like the day is like steps. you go and you fill up your water bottle. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, you know, at least sort of 50 steps to get to the kitchen at work. Here I could pretty much keep my foot on my desk and fill up my water, <laughs> water glass while I was, you know, if I wanted to. I'm, I 
probably wouldn't recommend it for health and safety reasons. <laughs> um, moving into the other room because I've moved everything into the spare room has kind of improved that because I come out into the kitchen. Yeah, so you're actually officially leaving your work zone. Yeah, and so that's been good. But at the same time, it's still not that same distance. So I think what Lewis has kind of encouraged um, is is good because it means that we get right out. We get yeah. right out of the house and we go and see some beautiful sights. I mean, yeah. who doesn't like seeing a pelican swing with ducks and – and weirdos. that kind of thing at dawn. The, the kind of Sunrise, weirdos that man. don't enjoy that are the kind of weirdos who don't like cheese. Get out of my house. I know, right? Actually, that's my father-in-law. Don't get out of my house. Do you know the other thing that we've been doing? Oh, sorry, that I've been doing. I've been cooking like some crazy stuff. Mm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so impressed with myself. What have you done? Okay, so I I love a croque madame and a croque monsieur. Okay, I'm sorry. What? You know croque It sounds like something French. croque monsieurs where you've got like, it's pretty much bread, Dijon. Oh, okay. And bechamel sauce. Right. And gruyere. Gruyere. Love me some gruyere. Um, So I cooked, so it was Lewis's birthday. It was going to be a Friday. And Fridays is one of the days that we generally go for a walk. And so I thought, right. I'll cook dinner because he was doing um, unscripted at the studio. I'll cook dinner and I'll make bechamel sauce. That can go in the fridge and then I can make it fairly quickly when I get back home from the walk. It was great. I got some nice ham and mm. just like, oh, I made it with white bread. Oh, it's not white bread. It's kind of like a rustic kind of white yeah. bread instead of um Stop it. My mouth is watering now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But that that was quite nice. Made me some Anzac biscuits. Oh, good on you. I, I've gotten a little bit into the baking. Oh. I've made my own bread on multiple occasions. Mm. You have to, because there's no preservatives or anything, you've kind of got to eat it that day. Yeah. Um, but that's all right. So nice little hot, fresh rolls and we made our own um, burgers at home. Oh, and cool. I made um, a chocolate, what was it called? Um, baklava. No? No. No. Buck, Buckler, uh, Buck, no. Backer, um, Backerack, Burke Backerack. Look on um, your Instagram. Was it on your Instagram? Facebook. No, it was on Facebook. It's a chocolate, it's a Greek thing. Um, <laughs> it's a Greek thing and it's like chocolate and bready stuff. Yeah. But is um, it like a brioche? Like, because when you talked about like of. having to rub all the butter in, it yeah. kind of made me think of brioche. Oh, I got an arm workout doing doing it, that's for sure. Really? I will have a look at what it was um, in a minute wherever I put my phone. Your phone's but- on the other chair. Oh, okay then. Um, but basically it's, it's a loaf, uh, a sweet loaf that you then put um, – a you Layer make a chocolate, chocolate. paste, you twist it, you cook it, and uh, you put a glaze on top. <laughs> and is it a sweet glaze or is it an eggy gosh. kind of glaze? No, it's a sweet glaze. So <laughs> um, sugar, it's so so it's much sugar. sugar. It's not an everyday <laughs> thing that you can eat. No, exactly. We made it for well, I made it for Easter, um, and uh, yeah, sugar and vanilla paste. I bought vanilla paste wow. to make this. Wow. Um, so now I need to get some more vanilla paste recipes. We'll find you something, dear. Don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah, I've done that. But, I mean, I haven't gone crazy making heaps of stuff, but I have definitely been a little bit impressed by my baking efforts. A little bit branching out. Yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't normally spend six hours um, six needing hours, something. It wasn't no. quite six hours. It it was about an hour and a half the first day and then it goes in the fridge overnight right, yeah i mean you could do it in the morning and then finish it in the afternoon yeah. but it was just easier that way yeah and then another hour in the uh, afterwards doing that and then you've <sighs> got to make the chocolate stuff and it was it was quite um quite a feat it was but i think that the end product looked pretty damn good it was good and i was worried um it seemed slightly burnt um but in the end it it still tasted pretty uh, amazing so oh, look i mean i'm not used to i don't i really don't bake in this oven very often because it's a gas oven yeah and it's a pain i tell you what it's either on or it's off <laughs> it's pretty much the the be all and end all with it 
we have an issue with ours as well. It, it seems to cook really hot. So okay. even though I did it for 10 minutes less than I should have, mm. um, it, it still ended up being super hot. Sometimes um, you need to mess around with what you do. I know that chocolate like- Babka. 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 Yes. Um, like Leslie's old oven, so Leslie being Lewis's mum, um, when we used to cook the Christmas cake, we we worked it out and what we needed to do was to have it j- about 10 degrees hotter than it needed to be and then turn it down to like after about 15, 20 minutes, turn it down to about 10 degrees less than what it needed to be yeah. according to the recipe. Like every oven is just slightly different. Yeah. She's got a new oven now. It's fantastic. <laughs> Although it's got such a good seal on it, I feel like it keeps too much of the moisture in sometimes. Oh. Yeah, sometimes things should brown off a little bit more or whatever. Mm. Yeah, there are different settings on my oven that we just need to learn a little bit more about and how they work. Uh, I saw a house the other day. It had four ovens. Why? Yeah. So two normal ovens, a steam oven. Can you imagine the bread I could produce in a steam (laughs) oven? And, of course, I'm so boring. I'm like, oh, I could steam my broccoli in there. (laughs) (laughs) How boring am I? (laughs) I think my sister's You could make dumplings and I think of broccoli. Oh my, oh my god, dumplings. Oh, oh, sweet mother of my sister's mm. got a steam oven and um I've I've always wanted to just like slide on over there and just mm. give it a workout because I don't know how much of a workout she gives it. <laughs> <laughs> I should ask her actually. I have uh, got a recipe for um KFC <laughs> chicken. Wow. So it, it's not I don't deep fry it. Mm-hmm. Um but it smells and looks and tastes like Kentucky fried chicken. It's got lots of coriander in it. Uh no. Ah. Um so it's like uh you know all spice or all seasoning and some paprika. Uh there's a lot of flour um and it, you do when you cook it have a lot of butter. So it's not an everyday kind of dish. Mm. Um it's like an every now and again kind of dish, but geez, it's good. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Um, who cooked? Someone did a buttermilk chicken. Oh, that's that's the difference because you soak the chicken in milk for a few hours, right? And that makes all the difference. Yeah, it's a buttermilk chicken recipe that was done on, I think, the Chef Show. Yes, the Chef ah. Show. I love that show. I have to watch more of it. I stopped watching it just because. Like this, this is making me hungry, and I have to think about how to cook that stuff, and I can't be asked because all of my cook, most of our cooking, if you can't cook it in ten minutes, we mm. don't really want to do it. Mm. But I mean, so we eat a lot of stir fries. Mm. Um, my dad's very impressed with. Um, he's like, you have such flavoursome meals, and I mean, the other day we did a Thai basil beef stir fry, mm. and most of the flavour comes from you've got some fish sauce in there, you've got Thai basil, and you know, there's not a whole lot else and you get some fried shallots on top. It's one of the tastiest stir fries ever and there's not much in it. It's just, mm. But again, we yeah, you got to – it has flavors. to be quick. Yeah, okay. So not all the stuff that I cook is necessarily quick, but um, one of my friends, uh, Michelle, who lives in the UK, she's like, you cook some like really um, – she didn't use the word exotic. What was the word that she used? But like, No, just like – more culturally diverse kind of food. Yeah. I was just like, oh, well, that kind of figures because, like, Dad was always quite adventurous with food. Mm. Um, Mum has worked at Fremantle Hospital since forever and, yeah, literally forever. My goodness. Um, And so we used to go down to Fremantle quite often if she was working, say, like a half shift on a Saturday or a Sunday, and we'd go down to, you know, the Fremantle markets. Oh, the up markets where they had the – yeah. yeah, and we'd is have like Kaitiao. I don't even know. If, no, I if don't it's know. Because like, there was a Japanese place there that did teriyaki fish that oh, was to die for. I remember you talking about it. Oh, I'm salivating again. <laughs> Some places do teriyaki better than others, right? Well, I think the difference with that place is it felt more authentic. It wasn't mm. covered in batter. Mm-hmm. It was really relatively plain and then they did some kind of a shredded cabbage thing with it that was really tasted, tasty. Um and again, salivating. <laughs> Soz. Um, so, like, Dad would, like, we'd go down there and, like, have, like, a meal, like, you know, get something. Because it was, like, one of those sort of cheap and cheerful places to yeah. eat, right? And then Dad was just like, oh, maybe I can give this Kway Tiao thing a go. What? I don't even know what it is. Uh, Kway Tiao is the flat rice noodles. 
Um, and it's usually cha kwe tiao, so the one that Look, we used to get. Look, you're just swearing at me now. <laughs> I am so lost here. So it's like should should I just type it into Google and yeah, find it? Yeah, type it in. And uh, now now the problem and, is and how we'll the heck some, do you spell it? Quatia with a Q? Um, no, it's or K K U A Y, I think it is, or K U E Y, and then Tiao is T E. Oh. Yeah, no, no, Quato Quigui. All right, there's just. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm not spelling it right. Okay. Uh, oh, are they like these rice noodly things that are all kind of fried? Um, no. Yeah, like you. I have to stop looking <laughs> at food online. It's past lunchtime, and uh, yeah, is is Home Kitchen open yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Hometown's open. Uh, Ra- hometown. Rachel will um. Um, will give us some the other Rachel. Yeah, the other Rachel. That was funny. So we'd been going to this Chinese what? place. It was a Malaysian Chinese takeout that opened up. Um, oh goodness knows how many years ago. How long have you and Chris been together? Oh, uh, I want to say like it's nine probably years about. This year. I want to say it's probably about ten or eleven years ago that they opened, and we went away, and you guys were going to come and house sit the animals for us. Yeah. And, um, and so. We gave you a mission, which was to find out our the name of the lady because we like we'd always say hello, and because she took our order, she knew our names. Yeah, and we never really worked out her name, and so that was your mission. <laughs> and we're like, oh, and we forgot to ask what what's the lady from hometown's name? And you're like Rachel. I'm like, no, no, no. What's the lady from? <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't gonna forget it easily, were you? <laughs> no, no. We You're weren't. welcome. Yeah, thank but you. But yeah, my dear. best best Chinese around or best Asian yeah, place like, around. It's there's something really authentic about what mm. they do, and I think that's something that we're really lucky. It's just tasty that we get in um in Western Australia, and particularly in Perth, they're really authentic kind of stuff. So it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah. Do love me some quite So, yeah, so dad would buy, like, go, okay, well, I'm working in Bull Creek. There's a little Chinese shop. I wonder if they sell the noodles. And so he'd go and buy the um, the soft um, rice noodles and they're in, like, a slab and then you cut them up. And mum's um, cousin lived here and she was moving, I think, to Queensland, I want to say. I don't know where she was going. Yum. And so she had this big house and she was cleaning up her pantry and she said, look, do you want these spices? And it was like star anise oh, and yeah. cumin and um, all these different spices. And so dad and I – and chili. And dad and I would experiment and it was just so wonderful. And it was kind of cool that like dad was really into like trying to recreate this dish. He's quite – like, I mean – Did you get it? Oh, it was pretty freaking good. His wow. kai is pretty good. That's – and, I mean, what, you, what a great bonding experience to, mm. like, you know, do chemistry in the kitchen together because <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what you're doing, finding out the perfect, yeah. you know, combination of like, things. let's add a bit of this this time and see yeah. how it turns out. Because some people really need to follow a recipe exactly as it is. Like my, my mum and my husband are very much like that. Wow. And my dad and I mostly – like, oh, what have we got in the fridge? Let's just try and make something. And most of the time it's relatively good. Mm. Um, sometimes they're misses, that's for sure. But, you know, um, and so I can never recreate things again because I don't write down anything that I've put in there. No. So um, I did create this like it was, it was like a fish salad with noodles it's really hard to explain but I used all these different like Asian sauces and poured it over the top like a bit of mirin and fish sauce and um and I also cooked the fish in it and I was like that's incredible I need to write this down (laughs) so I actually wrote my own recipe nice so and you can have chicken in it instead what it's got in it yeah you kind of get an idea for it and just go okay and then you just work on it from there yeah and gone are the days of like meat and three veg which when my dad cooks that's mostly what he's cooking (laughs) and I mean it's it's nice to have somebody cook for you but I think that's why he's so impressed with what we eat because um you're creative it's creative Mm. it's different there's a lot of diversity when it comes to the vegetables Mm -hmm. as well like and Bryce is gonna mostly eat what we cook him Mm. um and I think when it's 
the old school stuff where it's the meat and the three veg, it is a bit boring and he doesn't tend to eat I it. don't think I could cope with like because my understanding is that um, children like until they get to what, like five or six, are just so picky about what they eat and mm. it's like there's no rhyme or reason for it. I couldn't deal with the heartbreak of someone just going, no, nah, I'm not going to eat that. Yeah. So I cooked that for you. I, I put know. so much my love into that. This is why it makes no sense. Like we did used to occasionally do it. Um, when he was younger because he was – you can't give a young kid, like, curry or something. No. Um, so he used to kind of have his own meals. But now if you don't eat what's in front of you, you're not eating. Like, that's just it. Mm. And, I mean, we don't make him eat chilli and, and hot curries oh, and stuff no. like that. Yeah. But um, he has to learn to accept what's on his plate. Mm. And so as a result, he really likes capsicum and broccoli and – um, tomatoes and, you know, he's exposed to a lot more than I certainly was at that age. Mm. And the good thing about that is if he doesn't eat it, it's not a big deal because Chris and I are eating the same meal. It's not like I cooked it especially for him. Yeah. Because I used to make him his own like chicken nuggets and stuff like that and oh, they wow. were delicious. Yeah. And I um, I still make like the burgers that I used to make when he was little because mm. it's basically like, you know, some beef, some herbs, zucchini and carrots so you can hide some veggies yeah yeah my mummy used to do that yeah, stuff yeah. as well and they are so good like yeah. ev- like chris and i eat them so um but yeah it is pretty it does annoy me when i've cooked something and i think oh he's gonna like it like last night i was super impressed because i made a pasta with pesto in it mm. and he like gobbled it up and he's never really had pesto before so i was like yeah yay me that's really cool. Noodles, man. Kids will eat noodles. Doesn't matter what's in it. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> so you know, it's funny, and um, it just kind of, I, I one of the, so two things. One is um, my mum was the queen of leftovers. In mm. fact, my dad as well. Like we would um have a lot of dishes. So like you'd have like roast pork one night, and then dad would make them up into fritters the next night. Um, or we might have cold meat the next night and fritters the third night, or whatever. And so my parents really instilled in me that whole thing of just like not wasting food. Well, yeah, not wasting food for one. And you can make things so easily. Um, we've been having a lot of baked eggs, um, during this period on the weekends because it's something that you eat in the morning and you probably don't need to eat again until nighttime. And baked eggs, like for me, has been creating a layer of something that's left over couple of eggs on top and then grate some cheese, maybe mm. a little bit of herbs and that kind of thing. Um, so I've done it with like leftover parsnip and um, sweet potato mash, leftover yeah. um, roast potatoes um, just in that base layer. Um, I made – Lewis was whinging because I said, oh, we'll make um, – I'll make bacon and eggs for breakfast. I think it was last weekend. I said, but there's only one egg each, but there's plenty of bacon, so it doesn't really matter. And he was just like, oh, that's a bit – off you can't have that i was just like oh damn i shouldn't have said anything (laughs) i probably could just made it into a wrap and he wouldn't have known (laughs) and then he was just like well do we have any baked beans i was just like no we don't have any baked beans i really don't like tin baked beans it's one of the things that i I just yeah but i do like the like the you know like the cafe like the homemade kind of baked beans they're almost like mexican yeah yeah um so i worked out i had a tin of um chopped tomatoes and a tin of the four bean mix. And mm. so I made my own baked beans. And so I had it with like, you know, the bacon and eggs. And then made baked eggs another day with that as the base. And <sighs> oh my gosh, it's so I good. love that you call it baked eggs instead of just like a quiche. Oh well it's not. Is it different? It's, it's different. So um I you know those sort of like little oval bowls that oh, I've got? I know so what I you put mean. Put a layer now. in the bottom and then literally put like you kind of try and make a little divot for each of the eggs, put two eggs on top and then a little bit of cheese on top of that. So yeah. you don't mix the eggs. They're oh, actually whole eggs. I think and I know And so the idea now. is to just get it to that optimum point where the whites have cooked and mm-hmm. the yolks haven't and it's a, it's a game all of its own. Oh, I know. I taught my dad how to poach an egg last night. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's like, how did you learn that? So, um, yeah. It's like your wife or ex. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, um, my, my cousin Ange taught me once while I was visiting. So, cool. and yeah, they were good. I put them on top of the, uh, the pasta. And- oh. oh. Have you yeah. done the, the slow cooked cook eggs? Last night. Slow cooked eggs. 
No. So I in a slow cooker or like no no none of that. It's all like homeschool for me. Mm-hmm. Um, homeschool, home, home, yeah, <laughs> old school, old school, homemade. Yeah. Um, can you remember in Fremantle there was on is it Duro Road mm-hmm. where the Woolworths is? Yes. Just a little bit up there, there was a restaurant. It's shut now. It was called Crowded House. Oh, I vaguely remember it. It was there for like a minute. Yeah. Uh, well, probably a little bit longer than a minute, probably about two years. But uh, Okay. For me, that's a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we went to breakfast there a couple of times and they did slow-cooked eggs. And I was just fascinated by these things. And so I looked up a recipe for it. And the recipe that I found was based on cooking the eggs because the science behind it is that proteins, proteins cook at – 70 degrees I think it is Mm. and so you want to cook the egg at a temperature less than 70 degrees for so usually it's 65 degrees um and it's the period of time that you cook it for and so the the ideology that I follow is to cook it for one minute for each gram of egg oh and so it's I've done it a couple of times for like, you know, when you do those big family breakfasts. So mm-hmm. um, we do them quite often like for Christmas and um, obviously not this Easter, but sometimes Easter and that kind of thing. Like my sister and her husband come over. Um, sometimes Lewis's parents come over as well, depending on what they're doing. And we have like a big family thing. So because I like to start with the eggs at room temperature the night before, there's the crazy scientist lady in the kitchen <laughs> weighing eggs and then putting them back in the carton and writing next to them what the time is, uh, what the weight is. Yeah, so and you know exactly when to put them in. Exactly, so you know like at what point. So you start. So are you with putting the, them in like, like whole? Or so you put them into them? like you put them into sixty-five degree water whole. Yeah, and then you basically open them at the end, and they're like a very softly poached egg. Mm. It's so good. I'll find you some photos. I'm totally going to try this tomorrow morning. Yeah, but um, you want to weigh the eggs tonight and, and let keep them, them get out. to yeah, get them down to room temperature. Right. It's so so good. um, you would just obviously use a thermometer in the water. Yeah. So you want to get like a meat thermometer or yeah. something like that. Um, recommendations is to get it up to about temperature. You're going to get fluctuations. Yeah. A bit of ice. Add a bit of ice in to oh, okay. cool it down. Um, you know, just use a very heavy pan if you've got one that one that's going to keep that pa- uh, temperature constant. Constant, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say when I was just thinking, you and I are like are so on the same wavelength. <laughs> I was literally just thinking, when did this become a cooking podcast? <laughs> I was just like looking at you, just like I was talking. I was just like <laughs> this stuff was coming out my mouth. I was like, would you listen to us? <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Um, but I that's mean, funny. It's it's become a big part of. I mean, I. I like to cook, but this period has been really cool for me because I've been able to cook. Yeah. Because we usually finish work, go to a movie, and I'm sorry to say it, either eat popcorn for dinner or grab a burger on the way home. I'm not going to name the chain. (laughs) (laughs) And that's quite often what it is during the week. And then there's usually one or two non-movie nights. One of those will go to Lewis's parents for dinner because Leslie's a champ and cooks the best meals. Um, or we go to mum and dad's for dinner. And you basically avoid cooking at all costs. <laughs> no, it's not yeah, true. Well, not, not avoid, but like, because you want to have those family times. Yeah. Um, because you don't have time if you're going to go see a six o'clock movie. I yeah. mean, what are you going to do? And also, even the nights that you're not seeing movies, you've got to drive all the way from work home. Oh. And that's why having a good, easy, quick cook meal is good. And sometimes. That's why I live off this little piggy went to market. Yeah. Yeah. And. That my mum, my parents were very good with um with food and introducing us to new food. They something got a little bit skewed. My sister's mad into vegetables. I yeah. was never. I mean, salad. Blah. <laughs> um, you so don't this, win friends with salad. No, <laughs> this is it. You do with my salads. I make killer salads. Well, anyway, moving these on. ladies might be your spirit am- animals <laughs> because they've gotten me onto salads. They're yeah. amazing. They're just different. They're diverse. They've got different stuff in them. They'll have sometimes they'll have grains in them as well as And see, you've got pomegranates and I mean, I put 
pomegranates on our salads oh, when they're so in good. season mm. and it gives that pop of sweetness. Oh, my God, mm. this really is becoming a freaking food <laughs> podcast. And the problem is I'm freaking starving. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh god. But that's Might okay. Have snacks before the next recording. Uh yeah, maybe. I'm even tempted to go to that food chain with burgers that you don't men- can't mention on on air. But no. actually, speaking of burger chains that I can mention on air, mm. um the other good thing about um being um you know, stuck at home mm-hmm. is we can't go out to a nice restaurant and enjoy something. So we have been supporting some local businesses yes. um and there's one near us called burgers with bite and because there's not a whole lot in our area Mm. um but it's like it you would not want to eat it every day it's like traditional like here's a fat burger enjoy your fat burger (laughs) nice but it's it was good Mm. so and I, i am a bit sad to say it is through uber eats so mm. I do feel a little bit naughty about using Uber Eats. Yeah, but see, I'd rather go out and pick I it know. up. See, but I know the – well, see, the thing is they don't have – they've just an Uber Eats company. So, oh. so they've got a kitchen, but they don't have a front. Oh. So – but I think that's because oh, they – interesting. Yeah, I think that's because they own another business. I sort of know yeah. um, who they are. Yeah, that's right. Um, so during this time they've created this offshoot so that their other business doesn't die. So um, – so we're supporting them and it's really, really tasty and you can only get it through Uber Eats mm. because that's how they've chosen to do their business. Yeah. But it's like and it's local, I mean. It is local. I mean they're like just, they're ten minutes away from us. Huge raft of problems. There is so many problems. The gig problems. economy, I mean, you know, people Oh, yeah. They're seriously suffering. I yeah. know. It's bad. No, no, no. It's just like, it's just that it's such a difficult thing and while I appreciate that it's convenient. I just don't think that it's it. I don't think it's sustainable for people who have to live on that. Well, they're, they're not, not getting, getting superannuation. They're not getting superannuation. They're not getting health. Uh, well, mm. I mean, in, in America, I mean, in Australia, you don't really need that so much. But um, well, you need superannuation. Not superannuation. I mean, oh. health support. Like, yeah, yeah. You oh, know, like uh, and health, health insurance. insurance. Yeah. Um, they're not protected from, you know. If, workplace laws that should be in Mm -hmm. place there's lots of things that are wrong with it so we don't generally use it i think when we got burgers with bite it was i think the third time we'd used uber yeah so um or uber eats and we really don't use uber generally speaking but um yeah yeah it's it's, yeah i mean i get the and to be honest it was probably safer-ish to do that during that time where we're in full lockdown. Yeah. So I kind of appreciate that. Well, and they were only well. open through Uber. Yeah. So um, and they were and it was local. a lot. Uh, yeah, local business um, that I'm, that we were supporting because I don't know if they're still going to be around when their actual proper restaurant opens up. Oh. So they own a coffee club. Oh, cool. And so they're not doing a whole lot of business with the coffee club because yeah. they can't have people come in and eat. Mm. So they have that offshoot and – it's. Um, I maybe, hope they're maybe making it's a be fair like bit. hugely successful. So they drop the chain and. Well, where we are, there's really not much to choose from. Mm. So I hope they do, but then we might be there too often. <laughs> so um, there's a yeah. place near our friend. Um, it's called Eight Napkins, and is that because you need eight napkins to eat the food? Well, that's the, that's the that's it's not the first date line. food. It's no, it's definitely not. Um, so they have an extensive menu of very, very good burgers, mm. um, amazing onion rings and chips. Oh, so good. And so we're going to probably have that for dinner tonight. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. But, but one of the things with it is that they have a monthly special. So there was one February, I think probably about two years ago, where their monthly special was called the heart attack. <laughs> and so I don't know whether you can imagine this. It was two heart-shaped mac and cheese crumbed and deep fried pieces, right, that were the buns. Then you had <laughs> your meat patty. And cheese, and I think there was some salady stuff in there as well. And this sauce that was just like this hickory, little bit spicy, and it was just like I wanted to share some with Lewis, but I didn't. 
because it was so Didn't, didn't the mac and cheese bun just fall apart when you ate no, into it? Or like, they had done- you know when you get like mac and cheese balls and it's been deep fried? It was just like a wider okay, version of that. No, but. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not a big fan of mac and cheese. Is this something that you ate in America? Um, I've eaten it here. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. American barbecue is pretty big here. Like Mac, mac and cheese barbecue? No, what? like American barbecue. Oh. Like, so, like, mac and cheese balls are kind of yeah. something that you probably get on the side. I think it's just something I've it. never really been interested in because I'm not – when I go out, I try to avoid um, creamy sauces and uh, cheeses yeah. and pasta. Yeah, lactose intolerant a little bit. Occasionally mm. they don't agree with me. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I end up Yeah, well, there's three ingredients of- that you don't want. <laughs> I mean, I had pasta for dinner last night, which is all wheat, um, and it just depends on the day what what else I've eaten during the day. Sometimes I'm and fine with it. And what kind of pasta it is as well because if it's got less preservative in it. That ooh. definitely always helps because I find, like when I went to, I hate to n- name drop, but anyway, when, I went, when we went to Italy, I mm. ate quite a lot of pasta. Mm-hmm. None of it made me sick. I ate lots of cheese. None of it made me sick. Um, so wow. I think there's something – in the way that it gets made fresh. And, I mean, mm-hmm. we went to um, uh, Palapa, which is um, Arda's restaurant in Fremantle. Isn't it just lovely? Honestly, I think the pasta that I had, it was a traditional Italian pasta, so it's using um, cabanara. So it's using eggs instead of like there's, there's actually a warning on there that says there's no cream sauce mm. because a traditional cabanara has no cream sauce. That's an invention of like – um, you know, America or whatever. Um, so yeah, it uses eggs to to make it. Well, no, you thicken the cream with eggs. There's no cream in in a traditional Italian cabanara. What? Oh, I, I know. my friends maybe Italian. In, I was gonna say maybe maybe it's regional. Yeah. So um, and uh, Arda is from uh Turin, so mm. maybe it's that area. I yeah, don't maybe. know. But um, wow. Yeah. So it meant I could eat it because there was nothing in it that was going to make me sick. I could, nice. and it was honestly probably the best pasta meal I've had in my life. And I've travelled to Italy, <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's pretty cool. And I mean, they hand make all the pasta as well. So once I don't know if Palapa's open. Um, Are they for back takeaway? open for takeaway? I think from. Oh, goodness. I can't remember whether it was this weekend or whether it's oh, May cool. the 4th. So, if you want to, if you live near Fremantle and you want to support a really great business with authentic it's Italian, a family business, I, yeah. honestly, you will never eat Italian the same way after going there. It will ruin you for every other Italian place. But yeah. that's good because it means that you will travel the extra time to go there because it's honestly the best. Yeah. So, anyway, I suppose we should wrap up. This, I think we probably should. We, um, I was just looking at the time. I'm like, how long have we it been It felt recording? like we were recording for about half an hour. It's closer to an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we need like a disclaimer at the front that says either listen to this when you're not, when you're, uh, not hungry but not overly full. Maybe it's like something that you listen to where you're just like going, I don't know what to eat. Hmm. <laughs> what Maybe. should I eat? Oh, my goodness, I'm going to go into the fridge and make a toasty out of this, this, and this. Yeah, be inventive. I love, I love it. All right, guys, stay safe and we'll catch you next time. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture. <laughs>